0: From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle.
1: Welcome back to Startups of the Week, a Chronicle business podcast with me, Trisha Thadani.
0: And me, Alex Wilhelm, editor-in-chief of Crunchbase News.
1: Together each week, we pick a group of startups that are trending on Crunchbase.
0: We're looking for under-the-radar companies that have raised less than $50 million and are here in the Bay Area.
1: This week, we're looking at an anonymous app for teens that has run into some controversy, a startup that wants to bring new drugs to market sooner, and a VR application that has raised new moral questions for the video game world. Let's get into it. and welcome back to our Startup of the Week series. I'm Trisha Thadani, a general assignment business reporter here at the San Francisco Chronicle. Joined here again with Alex Wilhelm, editor-in-chief of Crunchbase News. Hello. Um, So for our regular watchers, um, we come at you every single week, um, and we tell you about three startups that are quote-unquote trending on Crunchbase, which means that they've been getting extra attention over the last week or so. Um, So do you want to, before we begin, like we do every single week, want to give us a quick rundown of how we choose these companies that are trending?
0: Yep, it's really simple. So we look for companies that are based here in the Bay Area. We're looking for the local crop, if you will. We want companies, local crop. This is this is what we grow around here. I feel (laughs) high rents and startups. Um, Companies that have raised less than fifty million dollars. Have a hard cap on the size (laughs) of the firm. Uh, No companies that have raised inside the last month, and companies that have not been acquired. So Mm -hmm. that really does cut off a lot of signal. And we look for those firms because we want to see what's coming up, kind of next. Mm -hmm.
1: And they're usually startups that you haven't heard of yet.
0: About half the time, and about um, half the time we're like, oh, it's them again. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but this, the one that we featured this week, if you're a high schooler, there's actually a high probability that you have heard of this app. Um, it's called After School. So it's this um, online form, basically, that um, high schoolers can just post pretty much anything they want on. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was created for... Uh, they can post, like, anonymous confessions and compliments. So, like, ooh, I think the guy in math class is cute. Or, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Did Had a really impressive, like, soccer game the other day.
0: Now, do teens usually post such positive messages? So or is was a potential was... underside to this anonymous sharing? Mm-hmm.
1: And because they're under the veil of anonymity, um, obviously... It wasn't in the beginning, at least, like the posts weren't as nice. There ah, was yes. instead of nice compliments, um, after school found itself dealing with like bomb threats and fat shaming and all of that fun stuff. So they had, um, there was actually a petition um, on change.org for um, the Apple store to remove after school for, for, sorry, for a petition to remove the after-school app from the App Store, and which is the, crazy. It is
0: crazy. Did the company listen to that, though, and try to make changes to the platform? So, yeah. I mean, okay. well,
1: they weren't allowed on the App Store anymore, so then they actually took it down. So
0: Apple took down the app mm-hmm. after the change. Yeah. That was the first time a change.org petition has had actual real-world <laughs> impact.
1: Um, yes, yeah, so they took it down, and then they put up these uh, different safeguards. And I think they relaunched in, like, 2015 or okay. something, so a couple of months after it was taken down. Um, so now the way it exists today um, is the founders—they're like super cautious about what's put up on the app. Like I, I so, if, that. and so this uh, one of the founders told me that they like err on the side of taking something down. So if something even has like seems like it could be a little mean, they'll take it down.
0: So. Cost because having that level of interest, like a view into the content of any platform, Mm -hmm. is very time consuming and therefore expensive. So, I'm curious to see how this impacts the business models of social apps in general. Now, before the show, Trisha bought up a company called Yik Yak. Mm. a former company now that was kind of a similar idea it was an anonymous platform very popular right. worth up to 400 million dollars at one point later sold for hundred million dollars wow yeah. so these applications that don't solve the anonymity issues yeah. can often die right. and companies that do solve it often have higher costs mm-hmm. so I guess one of our new rules on the show may be social is also very hard Social,
1: along with, along along with, with hardware, hardware. <laughs> well social anonymous social is also like even
0: harder well and- Twitter is even non not non, non anonymous social and it's having problems with actual bots.
1: But how much responsibility should these companies have? I mean, after school, it is targeted towards um, younger kids, right? So maybe you could argue that they should have more reign over what is actually on, um, on their platform and what's actually written there. But I mean,
0: so we're, we're going to get back to this very question here in a second, but yeah. I do think you raised the most important point, which yeah. is if you target children with your product, service, Book spacecraft. Right. I don't care what it is. You are taking on yourself much higher level of responsibility, and you do not get to go. Well, YouTube doesn't. Mm-hmm. Different point, right? And so you just got to realize that this is going to be hard.
1: Yeah, and and it seems like seems like they realize that also because they also were telling me some instances of where they've actually had to call the police. Yeah, um, and they have um, employees just dedicated to reading this stuff, so they don't rely on tech for that. They I they think they have an artificial intelligence component, but.
0: Yeah everything goes through. This is the one of those points where tech helps but people have to be on, yeah. on looking at it. And, then, right. and as a small aside before we move on but like the people who have to do that policing have a really hard job. Mm. Like imagine if your job was to go through all the nude photos that they get uploaded to Facebook and flag the ones that are illegal. Yeah, That's going to mess with your head. Right. So there's also a, a kind of a human tax on right. this sort of um, maintenance. But anyways... Mm. I'm glad they're taking it seriously, and good
1: job. Yeah. And now we will go to a completely different company, which is the beauty of the show. (laughs) Lots of pivots. Um, So this is a company called Enzyme, um, which basically streamlines the process for companies to get FDA, food and drug administration approval, and adhere to their various regulations. Um, So what exactly does that mean? So if a company is trying to get a new product approved by the FDA, there's a mountain of paperwork they often have to go through. For a big company, that's not a big deal because they often have lawyers and such and you know the manpower to be able to deal with that. But for a small startup trying to get like a new drug on the market or a new product on the market, I mean, that's a pain in the butt. Yes, I think we can say that. I think that's still
0: PG. I think
1: that's okay. As it was coming out, I was like, oh. Careful, (laughs) don't
0: get in trouble during the shoot. Um, What I like about this is it's the application of tech to an actual problem Mm -hmm. that does impact us. Because if there's more work needed to be done to get a drug approved, even if it's the best drug in the world, it's going to cure cancer. um, (laughs) That slows things down and that makes lives worse. Mm -hmm. So if this company's product works, as I think we both think that it should, um, more power to it
1: right and how and they were trending this week because they they announced um, a new round of funding
0: they raised some funding this month and also um, a local publication called TechCrunch wrote a big write up about them and those sort of startup profiles I think do tend to drive a lot really of well. attention yeah. well people do want to know what's next I mean, the whole, one of the points of the show is that and right. so people kind of want to see what's going to break
1: the next mold mm-hmm. um, right um, the next one is VR chat. Yes. So, <laughs> this one mm. kind of asks the same questions that we were asking with um, after school. So, um, VR chat. It's this. Virtual reality community that people can um, join into. You can create your own world. You can explore others. It's it's a space. I, I still can't. I still don't. I've never really used a VR headset. Have you? So I've
0: I've used Microsoft's HoloLens. Okay. Which is art of which is augmented reality. Okay. I've used cardboard, which is virtual reality. Sorry, guys. I'm doing this <laughs> as, as I think this through. Um. So not much. Is my okay. Answer. Okay.
1: Um. So this one, you can you basically put on the headset and you can step into this world, and then you can like. Create you know create your own communities and then complete these challenges and
0: but you it, it's like the social environment there you see your avatar you see yes. other avatars yeah it, it's like if you're playing like World of Warcraft or any other RPG you have mm. these like little characters RPG and, is what uh role playing game <laughs> uh RPG is one of the most popular video game formats if you didn't know that congratulations on all the sport you do. Um, anyways, okay. what happened in the game
1: um so there was a bunch of uh, avatars like hanging out i 'm sure they were doing something more purposeful than hanging out but um, so they were all like standing around then all of a sudden this one play this one avatar it fell on the ground and it started like seizing mm-hmm. and in this game you can since you can talk to each other um, they, some of the other players that were online at that time, they said that they could hear sort of like these guttural sounds coming from the player. So, I mean, all the signs pointed to like, what is actually happening to this person in real life? Is he actually having a seizure? But because you're also relatively anonymous on that game, mm-hmm. they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't reach VR Chat to verify this. I mean, there could have been someone that was super savvy with... Um, with the animation and was able to create this video. But yeah. I mean, I, but I guess it still, it still asks the question, again, like how much responsibility does a company have to protect against this stuff? How much does it yes. have to its players?
0: Well, so. I mean, this blew up. So the reason why yeah. I don't think they got back to us isn't because they didn't want to talk to us particularly, but because every single publication in the world covered this. Mm-hmm. It hits all the obvious things. It's VR, it's nerds, yeah. it's a question of morality, it's also a health story. So it hit all of these things at once. But the answer is I don't know how much responsibility they actually have for this because mm-hmm. they didn't, the user didn't post rude content, they didn't attack another person, mm-hmm. there was no interpersonal conflict or interpersonal negativity, it was just one health crisis. Right. So they should probably have some sort of like ability to be like, help, this is not good. But I don't think they did anything kind of more reprehensible yeah. by, by not being more uh, but, you know, new technology, new problems. Right. So.
1: right. Interesting. All right. Um, that's all we have for this week, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Read more startups coverage at sfchronicle.com.
0: And Crunchbase.news.
1: I'm Trisha Trani. And
0: I'm Alex Wilhelm.
1: And this is Startups of the Week. You've been listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our executive producer is Fernando Diaz. Our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. And our producers are Peter Hartlaub, Brittany Schell, and Claire Varellos. The music you just heard is Botfest by Alex Vaughn. If you like what you heard, good news, there's more. Listen to Chronicle Podcast and get bonus content at sfchronicle.com slash podcast or subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or other streaming services.